Hello, and welcome to Minter Dialogue, episode number 103. This interview is with David Goldenberg, co-founder and CEO of CV Trust, whose main product, Smart Diploma, provides a way to certify diplomas for educational bodies who sign on. In this interview, we discuss the CV Trust business model, how it provides value to its clients, including business, as well as its marketing strategy. By the way, at the end of the show, there's a bonus offered by, by David. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to quick. Enjoy the show. So, hello. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue. And today we're using Skype. We're not, we're not far from one another. Uh, David, so tell us who you are, what you do. And uh, if you feel like it, tell us what is your mindset. Yes, thank you for having me this, this morning, Minter. So uh, I'm David Goldenberg. I'm the co-founder and the CEO of CV Trust Company. Uh, CV Trust um, has developed uh, for the last two years uh, a new uh, brand uh, technology-based solution, which is called Smart Diploma, which actually it's a new kind of service for any education bodies willing to generate and offer um, a credential in an electronic and secure way for their participants, for their graduates. So this is a service we are offering. So it's a B2B software used by business schools, university, training center, even corporate, um, um, corporate universities. Um, so this solution, uh, it's a SaaS solution used by those kind of customers. And it's a real way to create a two-way lifetime bond between the, the education body and their alumni, their graduates. Great. David, so what, how about telling, explain us your mindset? How do you describe your mindset? My mindset, so um, let's say I, I think that I, I have the feeling to be like a, a real born uh, entrepreneur. Um, I, I don't like the statu quo. I like to think about how to make things better uh, from the very uh, beginning of my uh, of my career uh, I, I start to use uh, I, I start to work with with companies and then in a consultancy uh, I, 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 I try always to find new solution for for the customers and, and then suddenly uh, four years ago I, I found out the idea of of smart diploma and then I decided to move on. Uh, to say by myself, this solution does not exist in the market. I, I would like to develop by myself. So this is my my, my, my spirit on a day to day. And even now on CV Trust with our, our products, uh, 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 my, my daily job is to think about how to make it better, how to improve, uh, and even not only for a product but also for the business model. We're talking about the pivots in the in startup, and I think that this is my way to to think about. To, to improve the business, how to make it better and move on with the, 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 the statu quo um, for, um, uh, for, for any kind of improvement. So, David, in, uh, in, in your company, you've got the word trust. And uh, there's actually, a, a, I mean, there's lots of things that go out there and, and, and show that people have a lot of mistrust, especially in this digital world. 
a lot of you know mistrust for for salespeople, marketing people. How did you, so? I guess if if you look at the word CV trust, what is the problem you're solving? How would you identify that? Yes, um, the problem we try to solve is to give a, a level of trust uh, in the job markets. Uh, actually, we're talking about more than forty percent of CV of resume, uh, which have at least one kind of, we say a lie or white lie. Um, so, and this is a problem not only for the company which um, uh, recruit in the market, but also for the trusted people. Because if you would like to keep your integrity on your resume, uh, you take the risk that other people would cheat better uh, and, and will get the job uh, even if you are the trustful, a trustful person. So the level of trust on CV trust and especially with small diploma, try to, re, uh, to, to recreate the balance between the, the demand and the offer in the job market and especially for the things that you cannot embellish because you can embellish your job experience but you cannot embellish the fact that you have academic background or education background, you have or you don't have a diploma, a certificate. And the, the level of trust of the small diploma, it's a way to say, I've got my MBA, my Master of Science, whatever, and I can prove it in the market. Please click there and you can verify it in one second. Right, so so if, it's, sorry, if, you, yes. if you look at the... 40% of white lies or whatever, how many of them are actually cheating or re misrepresenting their academics as opposed to, you know, like, you know, my passion is sailing, but, you know, not really. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, this is not a study that our company uh, performed those last months. It's, uh, it's independent uh, service, which was, uh, which were uh, done by, 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 by companies, by HR companies in the US and in Europe, they say that the three um, most common lie on uh, resume, on CV, um, one of them is the academic background. Um, and if you think about for the junior people, or more for the senior people in the markets, um, you can say, but the diploma is not so much relevant for people with 10, 15 years of professional experience, which probably, logically, it's true. But even if it's true, people need to pretend that what they've written in the beginning of their, of their career life, uh, it's still true, even if they cheat in the beginning. So um, diploma, it's the very first thing that you can cheat. And when I say a white lie, it's not only a matter of do you have or you don't have a master or whatever the degree, but it's a matter of how long did you take to um, finish your, your, your degree? Three years, four years. So it's a kind of also, it's a kind of way to, to cheat on, on, your, on your academic background. So what I, what, what I say, uh, this is one of the top three lies on your resume. All right. And um, I, looking at education, I, you know, living in Europe, as you and I do, uh, I would say that the French, in particular, have put an enormous amount of weight on the diploma. Let's say that even if you're looking in Le Figaro and you see an appointment of a 50-year-old man, of course, um, the appointment will say, you know, Monsieur Antel, uh, comma, 50 years old, comma, 
30 years ago got this diploma, comma, and is now appointed. So there's an enormous amount of weight and I would say credibility attributed to your diploma that you did as a, as a teenager. Do, how, how, how does that change or impact the way you're going about your business? Does it have an, a role, you know, the way that different countries and cultures look at education diplomas? Yes, definitely. Um, as you already explained, French, it's not the same mentality that what you can find in the US or in the UK or in Germany, whatever the, the, the country. So, what you say, it's it's really true for, for French. But I do believe with my experience that in any country, uh, when people uh, read on your resume that you have any kind of academic background, if they see something, they want to be sure this is something true, even if it's not a, a tier one academic background. So I do believe that any country's... Uh, uh, need to to verify or need to, to or need to feel comfortable with the fact that when you say that you have a, a degree in something, uh, this is this is true. And, and in the U.S. also, it's it's more true now with the continuous learning education. Uh, Twenty years ago, people learn master, and that was enough to get a job for the next thirty years. Now it's not true. Uh, continuous education takes an, an enormous place in your resume. So even if you say that you've been an engineer 20 years ago, people would like to know what did you learn for the last five, ten years, an MBA or something else. So this is true for the whole career. I, I do believe so. Well, I, I totally. <laughs> I, I know that you went to a tier one school uh, there, David. Um, so your, your business model, who who's paying you? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you, the people who need you, if you will, per se, are the uh, the people who have the diploma, and yet that's unlikely that I, you know, if I mentor is going to write on my diploma and use your smart diploma, that I'll pay you for it, because why? How how am I going to prove my value added? Am I using that? Why would I be using that even? You know, of course, of course, I did that. Um, so to explain us the the who's paying you really? Yeah. Um... To make it very short, uh, regarding who is paying and answering the question about the business model, we have to go back a little bit uh, in the very early days of, of the of the project of Small Diploma. Um, and actually, uh, the whole question is, where is the added value for such a product? And so if you look at Small Diploma as a way to give a label of trust for people looking for a job, or, or even for the companies willing to check the, the, the background of those people, you're right. Probably those people should pay for that. But if you, you look on the economic value of small diploma, and you say that this is a new way to generate a lifetime bond between the academic institution and their graduates, their alumni, willing to keep track to, to monitor the uh, professional um, um, uh, evolution, professional background, etc., you see that small diploma, it's not only a way to generate um, trusted credentials. It's also a way to offer something to the, to the alumni, to the graduate, and then to get a contact with them for the next 50 years. Answering that, you know that small diploma creates an enormous value on the academic institution, that's first. Secondly, very quickly, if you think that I'm going to convince any school to use the service and say, and say to them, don't worry, this is free of charge for you. 
your graduate is going to pay for that, or even the recruiter is going to pay for that, it means that I have to convince two persons, first the school to use the system, and then to convince someone else to pay for that. So even if London Business School, for, for, for instance, um, they're going to use the system, they are not sure that 100% of their graduates will be able to get the service if they don't pay for that, or if the recruiters don't pay for that. For this specific reason, and after solving upside down all the business model and the dynamics between the different players, we are, we are confident that the business model, it's a service paid by the academic institution. So that's the way they pay one credit for one graduate only once, not on a recurrent basis, but only once for any new graduate, of course, on annual basis. So if you have a school uh, which, which has uh, 1,000 new graduates every year, they have to buy 1,000 credits. Got it. And so when I think about, you know, you're based in Brussels and I'm in Paris right now, we can uh, think about the European institutions and they're not quite as good at organizing, for example, reunions with their alumni as opposed to MIT or any of the U.S. Uh, very institutionalized reunion gatherers. Do you find that that sale or that pitch uh, has equal weight in, in both uh, continents? No, I, I don't believe so. I, I think that the maturity of, uh, of any organization and here in this industry, which is the academic institution, education bodies, it's not the same in the US and in Europe. Uh, and I'm not talking about only those specific users. I'm talking about any players in the education industry. So the US probably has something like 10 years uh, 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 ten years in advance uh, compared with their uh, peers in, in Europe. Uh, and it changed also from one country to another. I do believe that the UK, um, Holland, and, um, and and also France uh, are more advanced than the, the, the people in Italy, Spain, etc. So um, that, that, that's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing that I do believe that uh, we have different market segments. If we talk about initial learning, you will not find the same maturity for the continuous learning education bodies. So business school, uh, professional trainings, um, uh, corporate universities, they understand about the added value of a product like Smart Diploma. If you try to go to discuss with a public-owned university in France, in Belgium, whatever, of course, the maturity and the way to perceive the added value is not the same. And that's the reason we've decided to start the business development in this specific market segment, the continuous education market segment, which I do believe the business schools are a kind of opinion leaders, market leaders. Right. So you mentioned corporates and uh, corporate universities. So uh, if you if you had you look at your your business, what percentage of your business is coming from corporates as opposed to universities, and or what's your vision about getting corporates uh, to you know subscribe to creating smart certificates, smart diplomas around their ongoing learning? Yeah. Um, so currently, the 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 the, the market splits. Uh, among our customers, it's something like 80% of business schools and the remaining is the continuous learning education bodies like corporate university, etc. We've started with business school because, as I said, I do believe that they are the opinion leaders in this kind of market and to create a brand, 
uh, we've decided to move and to start with with the business schools. Um, talking about the um, corporate universities, um, we, we have two ways to distribute the, the product. The first, it's direct channel. So we discuss with business schools and we sell the products. The, the other one, it's indirect channel where we've uh, distributed the product through um, reseller. And reseller could be MOOCs, could be learning management systems, uh, could be uh, like the big CRM and ERP uh, IT legacy system, which already exists there. And we've started to make partnership with those kind of IT companies, uh, and especially U.S. Uh, ones. Are they, uh, so they are affiliates? Um, what do you mean by affiliates? Well, so you have an affiliation program where if they sell your program, they get a commission. That's correct. Mm-hmm. It's it's a real affiliate reseller um, collaboration. They have a huge customer's portfolio, and we see Smart Diploma as a feature, a new feature for their current customers. And it looks like a win-win situation. They have the portfolio of the customer's portfolio. Mm-hmm. We have the technology, and it's a way to say, let's go uh, in the market in that way. All right, so Smart Diploma, which is, I guess, your lead product, is a, a digital tool, right? I mean, there is no paper version of it per se. I mean, you can print out stuff, but, it, I mean, just to be un- understanding, it is a digital tool. That's correct. So talking about your, your marketing strategy, you know, so as a digital tool, yet talking institutions, what role does digital play in your marketing strategy? Um. I think the the core business and, and the philosophy behind um, uh, Smart Diploma, uh, di- the digital aspect, it's one of the key elements. I mean, that that's one of the first reasons, one of the first reasons that our customers are willing to move on with Smart Diploma. And they say, hey, this is a way to substitute, to change our way to work. We're not going to print out any diploma or letter of attestation or they decide a kind of credentials that they distribute and they said this is a way to to replace the 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 statu quo or they can say this is not something that's going to replace but it's a complementary service for our graduates because when they lose the diploma we're not going to make any duplicates of diploma we have to give them a letter of attestation so why to give a letter of attestation on a printed version Right. We prefer to use small diploma. So the digital aspect is key, but it's not the only way because if the digital aspect would be the only way, the only reason to adopt the, the, the solution, they don't need small diploma. They can process the whole, the whole product with a Word or a PDF version and say, hey, I'm going to send you a PDF or an attachment, whatever, and that's all. No, I, so, no, but I understand the digital product. What I was thinking about, no, I get that. And, you know, you can, you know, watermark it. You can make it, you know, reliable because it's an independent third source and so on. And so you can, you have, you operate as a validator. But I was thinking more about your marketing efforts. So you're going out there, David, selling this to INSEAD or LBS or MIT or whoever. And institutions, these institutions, educational institutions, aren't known for being digitally savvy. I mean, especially if you look at their 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 marketing approach, that they're still, you know, they they're still using old PCs from a. I mean, I, I jest a little bit, but they're not exactly the, the the leaders of marketing in digital. So as you approach them and and you spend marketing dollars, 
to drive CV Trust? Where, where is digital in that? So, I mean, in other words, for example, social media, SEO, search engine marketing. You know, I, well, that's what I'm looking at specifically, David. Okay. Um, I got the, the, the question. So, uh, uh, on this way, the digital, it's not something that we spend too much time. This is some, so obvious for those people that uh, digital, it's something which is the basis of the product. We spend the dollar in the marketing more on, uh, as you said, on the on the social network, saying that small diploma, it's a way to connect the credentials to social network. For instance, with LinkedIn, a new strategic collaboration we've signed with them a few weeks ago. Or to say that small diploma, it's a way to capitalize on your alumni to increase the promotion of your brand and on your program. By the way, we've just launched a new feature which called Smart Ads, which is a way to use the credential to promote the brand, to promote specific web page uh, of the institution. So just saying this is digital, this is, I say, the business case is very low. It's not so interesting. But saying to those customers, the credential, which is a new way to offer credentials to your graduates, mm-hmm. going to help you to promote your brands. Mm-hmm. And also, and especially on the social network, this is totally something else, which is not anymore the budget for the administrative department of our customers. It's become a marketing budget. So, in fact, what you're doing, because, uh, I mean, very clearly, what you're doing is, you know, because I was thinking more of you as an entrepreneur using digital as a way to drive your business. But what you're saying to me is that you're actually really exposing and consulting, probably infusing some change management into educational facilities to think of it as a part of a digital marketing for them. That's correct. That's cool. And uh, how about mobile? So to the extent that mobile is so up there, you're in digital, what is, how is CV Trust or a smart diploma playing out in the mobile? What have you had to do? to yeah. take the mobile uh, slant? Um, at this very moment, it is not a top priority for CV Trust to move on the mobile because we do believe that we are a kind of uh, academic passport. And when you have your passport, you don't need it on a daily basis. You, you need to save it somewhere. And when you need it, you have to know how to find it and to use what you can use, like diploma or whatever. So the mobile aspect of CV trust and especially of small diploma, it's not the the, the most critical aspect of the, mm. the, 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 the product development. I do believe that we have other priorities, sure. like what I say, that the integration with social network uh, and things like that. And first of all, we need to, to develop the product to make it more efficient, more productive for our customers, which is the academic institutions. Yeah. Mobile, I do not believe it will change so much the user experience um, uh, from, from, the, from, the, uh, from the, the alumni, from the graduate point of view. Well, well I, I'm, I'm going to push back, but that's just because I'm a little bit of a goof, yep. uh, geeky, geeky goof. I, uh, I'm thinking, what about if you had a smart diploma that fit into, for example, in the iPhone, the passbook. And so, you know, like I'm a student or, you know, I'm, a, I'm looking for a job and I just punch up my passbook and up comes the one little page uh, smart diploma so that it's, uh, it's something it's, I, I'm showing. Like I go to my boarding pass at the airport. Hey, listen, you know, 
I've got it. Anyway, that's a funny thought for the future. But, but, right. you, but you're right. What, what I said, this is something that we're going to move on in, in, in I probably in the next 24 months. But uh, as I said, not probably not in, the, in those next six months. That's cool. All right, David, we have had a nice little chat about CV Trust and Smart Diploma. And before we got, on, uh, got online, you said that you might have something you'd like to offer for any of the instu- educational institutions who have stayed with us through this part to listen to. Yep. What offer might you have? Yeah, so uh, what, what we would like to offer, it's the, 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 the last evolution of our product, which, as I said, the first, it's the LinkedIn integration. Um, and, and secondly, it's the new feature called Smart Ads for advertisements. So what I would like to offer, it's a, like a, a free of charge service for, uh, um, for, for the Smart Ads, um, uh, for any, uh, for, for the, for the, three uh, first uh, new um, a- a- education professionals willing to adopt the service and free of charge for all the alumni. So, for instance, it's one of the new customers willing to adopt the solution and they have 20,000 uh, alumni people in their, uh, in their community. They're going to use the service free of charge for, for those people. That's first. And the smart ads, which is a complementary service, going to be also for one year uh, free of charge. For one reason, just to convince them that the solution could help them in their current challenge. And I'm talking about the marketing, the promotion challenge for those institutions. And trying the service and especially plugged within LinkedIn, will give them uh, a free lunch, a free of charge um, uh, uh, phase uh, period to see that the service can answer uh, and can be part of the equation of their marketing uh, objectives. Now, who doesn't like a free lunch? What about if I'm a learning for development? Do I get included if I'm you know, running a corporate university? Is that get included? Yeah, sure, of course. I mean, the the, the solution allows to, to to generate and, and and offer any kind of of credentials. So you probably know about the open batch of Mozilla or any kind of batch, and this is something that corporate universities like to offer uh, to to their participants. So yes, I mean, you can generate anything within Smart Diploma. Diploma is only a brand. For example, at the MIT, we, we changed the the, the 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 name of the product, which is Smart Certificate, because Diploma at the MIT Sloan, the business school, they prefer to use another words, but it's only the brand. So you can use Smart Diploma for any kind of credentials, of course. Excellent. Well, David, uh, thanks for coming on the show. How about um, if anyone wants to track you down or follow you, what's your favorite way to be connected? Oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm quite transparent, so they, they can contact me directly on my email address. Uh, would you like me to, to, to give it? You can right say now? it out, and I'll put it in the show notes. Just say it out now. Yeah, it's, so it's david.goldenberg at cvtrust.com. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, uh, I, I do believe that's one of the best ways to get in contact with me. It's on my LinkedIn profile. All right, super. Well, I'll put those in the show notes. Thanks for coming on the show. I'll put in all the uh, details of the offer and uh, I look forward to following you and uh, keeping in touch with you. I mean, I know you have a strong LinkedIn at my alma mater and uh, through Fabian and uh, who put us in touch. And I'm, you know, I'm really interested in seeing how we can promote education. I mean, ongoing learning from my angle in companies is so important and, and recognition for people uh, who, who want to remain curious and motivated within companies what they're learning and how they're learning is important. So I'm hoping you're an integral actor in that. 
Thank you, thank you very much for for the confidence of the of the solution, and thank you for having me today on on the on the program. My pleasure. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Internet Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please rate it in iTunes, and don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or to tweet it out. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at the Mindset, or catch me on Twitter at. M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.